Welcome to Civilly Speaking with host Sean Harris. Each month, Civilly Speaking brings you interviews on practical and timely legal issues on the local and national level. We hope you enjoy today's show. Hello, I'm your host, Sean Harris, and this is episode 68 of Civilly Speaking, brought to you by the Ohio Association for Justice. Today we have Lindsay Lawrence uh, with Ritgers and Ritgers in Cincinnati. Uh, Lindsay, uh, we appreciate you being here. Thanks for being on Civilly Speaking today. Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm excited. So talk to us about, in the business development area, you know, your experience in growing a particular a practice area within a firm. Um, how, how has that gone for you? I think overall I would say... It has gone well because I think the most important thing is that I I had the desire and the urge to do it. And so I think for lawyers that are considering going to a new firm and developing a new practice within an already well-established firm, I think the lawyer needs to have the passion and the drive to do it. And I also think that the lawyer needs to have enough experience in that area that he or she is going to be helping the firm expand on, that they feel comfortable, um, you know, taking the reins and being able to do that and being the expert within the firm. And you recently uh, changed firms, and so you're kind of starting this from the ground up? Yes. So I was with my, um, I was with another law firm. I worked with primarily a a few of my family members. My dad had recently retired and I knew Charlie Rickers and some of the other lawyers um, from back when I was a younger lawyer. And they had indicated they, they had the need to expand their office and include a medical malpractice section within their firm. And I was, I was excited yet a little nervous to hear that because, um, I think for any lawyer to go out and start up a new section within a law firm, there's a lot of pressure there. You want to make sure that you have the caseload and you have the financial backing to be able to do that. And so when I first started, I was a little, I was a little nervous about, are we, are we going to be able to get the, the right type of cases in to really set the foundation for building a strong medical negligence practice within the firm? And so far, I, I think that we've been, able, we've been able to do that through some of the cases that we have been able to sign on. But... When you go and you're thinking about starting up a new section within a firm, I think it is very important to carefully do the cost-benefit analysis of each and every potential client that you are thinking about signing up. Because I think the last thing you want to do when you're starting up a new section of a law firm, especially with medical negligence cases, you have to very carefully vet the cases and make sure you're taking the correct cases on initially to build that strong foundation for the firm. And that's a good point. You know, uh, vetting cases uh, is important uh, in any practice, 
but probably more so uh, starting fresh because there's probably, what, a, a feeling of pressure to, to, to sign up more cases, but the but really, you know, the subtext is to sign up more good cases, not just to have right. volume. And I and I think that and that's the that's the perfect point. I think there's a lot of misconception out there about when you're a lawyer. If you don't have X amount of cases, you're not busy enough, or you're not working hard enough. And medical negligence cases are very complex. They take a lot of time. They are heavily litigated, and I think they are some of the toughest cases to litigate as a lawyer. And as rewarding and as exciting as they can be to pursue and litigate and really fight for those clients that you represent, you have to make sure that you are taking on the right cases. And so with medical negligence cases, part of the thing that I made sure to analyze when I first signed on with Ritkers was I wanted to make sure that they knew within the firm that with medical negligence cases, you're not necessarily going to be signing on hundreds of clients like you would with maybe personal injury or social security disability or maybe even workers' comp cases or mass tort cases, but you're going to be having a fewer amount of cases but they're going to be strong cases that you feel you should be able to take on a medical negligence case that you think, okay, if this case goes to trial, what are my odds of winning this case? Is this going to be a good case to take to trial at the end of the day? And I think that's important also to look at when you go to vet your cases for medical negligence. And obviously, so you know, having having uh, cases and scrutinizing those are important if you're going to be starting a, a new practice area within a firm. What other kinds of things were at the forefront of your mind when you're, you know, again trying to start this kind of from the ground up? Initially, I wanted to make sure that they really had the need for it, and so I I talked at length with Charlie and also with Joe Shea about, you know, what their current caseload was right now, what type of cases they had been getting calls on previously to think that they had the need to develop this area of practice within the law firm. And um, I made sure to go through that with them in detail. And I also made sure to take a look at any current cases that I was bringing over with me from my old firm um, to make sure that those were the right cases to bring with me. And so really, and then also when we had, when we were having discussions about the need for them to develop a medical negligence section, we really also talked about the, the risk of loss with these types of cases, because as most lawyers know, medical negligence cases, they have a really hard time when you take a medical negligence case to trial and getting a verdict in favor of your client because there's this um, overwhelmingly bias in favor of healthcare professionals and physicians and hospitals. And so that is something that we also took a look at to make sure that this was also going to be a financially good decision for their law firm to proceed with opening up this area of law within the firm. 
So if you were looking back and, uh, and giving advice to uh, someone who was interested in, uh, whether it be within their own firm or, or in a new firm, um, starting a new practice area, what kinds of uh, uh, advice would you give? I would give any lawyer, whether they're younger, older, whoever it is, and they're thinking about opening up a new area of practice within their firm, I would, I would tell them to make sure that, A, it financially makes sense for the firm, B, that they need to be aware that there's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of financial loss at some point, whether or not it's you're spending money having the case evaluated by experts, and then you figure out it's not a case that you can pursue, or whether it is you take on a case and you think it's great, and the case turns out to not be so great, and you try the case, and you lose that trial. So I think people need to have a very honest and open conversation about the potential for the risk of loss in, in any area of practice. And I think if you want to expand your law firm and you want to include other areas of practice, you need to make sure to have individuals starting up that area of practice for your firm that are passionate about it and that don't necessarily just kind of dabble in that area of law, so to speak, and maybe handle a few cases here and there. It's really got to be somebody who has extensive experience in that area of law and essentially is somebody that you you trust on his or her, her own to be able to build the foundation for that area of practice and make it successful. And I forget, which, uh, which year in law school did they teach us this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I must have been absent that day. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, there's a lot of things that you do not learn in law school that you don't really figure out until you um, have been out a couple of years, I'd say, and, and you understand the, you know, the risk involved in, in doing the cases that you're doing and, um, you know, I, I think it takes a lot for firms to be able to expand and go into other areas of practice, and it's not, and people need to also learn to be patient, because it's not going to be an overnight success, it's not going to be something that just, you know, happens and gets well established within like a week or a month, and I think people need to know going in, it, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of passion and and you're going to have to be patient with the process. Anything else that we didn't cover or that you want to touch on? I would say one last piece of advice is that if anybody is going into a law firm or they're starting their own law firm or they've already been a lawyer for so many years and they have a passion and a desire to into other areas of law, I would tell people don't be afraid to do it. And for people that are hesitant about kind of branching out and leaving a firm and going to another firm or, you know, try to challenge yourself and don't be afraid to do things that you want to do. Because I, I think you always also have to look at it through the 
would I regret making this decision? And if the answer is no, or even if the answer is, well, I'm not sure, I think you still got to go and try. Because I think for some lawyers, they make the mistake of only wanting to pursue personal injury cases. And if you really want to have a successful law practice, I think if you can excel in a couple different areas of law, whatever areas those may be, you need to be willing to take the chance to expand and to have people come on that you trust to help grow your firm and your practice. Well said, Lindsay. Thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us here on Civilly Speaking. Well, thanks for having me, Sean. This was fun. And thanks to all our listeners out there. Uh, Please follow us on Spotify, as my kids do, or subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts to stay informed about all our latest episodes. And we'll see you here on the next episode of Civilly Speaking.